0: Great counsel makes oh, me God. calm. Hey Greg. He's he's not emotional. It's watch the tape. And the tape tells you what's going on. There's zero emotion involved. And well, this is good. This is where I Here's what the tape would have shown, Greg, though. This is Dawn trying to block people from driving in a traffic situation down the emergency road by emergency lane by getting over herself and sticking her head out her window yelling at people. This is what happened today.
1: This is a treat. You guys have had some crazy weather down there in the last <laughs> month or so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> we have. You, our- normally don't get, you normally don't get that kind of weather. Uh no so What did you say January, January was
0: like the eighth snowiest January in the history of the city and the snowiest since 1985 Well there you go. Yeah. So uh You're used wow. to that kind of stuff, Kosel?
1: Nah, not a ton. I'm not a big fan of snow, but you know, I grew up in the northeast, so you know, that's what happens in the northeast. <laughs> <laughs> Those stuff
2: don't bother y'all, Greg?
1: Yep, what's well,
2: <laughs> Just used to it. Huh?
1: What? Nah, I, I really don't like it, Ryan. I'm not a big fan <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: Let's start with the AFC Championship game, um, Cosell, and and tell me tell me what happened with Patrick Mahomes' game because it looked like kind of a dichotomy of what happened this season for him, maybe in reverse order.
1: Well, I think there's a couple of factors involved. Let's start with what the Bengals did. The Bengals in the first half played predominantly zone coverage with two deep safeties. Uh, On occasion, they would spy. Uh, that was clearly part of their game plan. They would either use linebacker Logan Wilson or Sam Hubbard to spy. In the second half, they came out and they played predominantly man coverage, often rushing three and dropping a defensive lineman out underneath. Uh, and what they did was they brought Von Bell, who had been a split safety, a two-shell safety in the first half. They dropped him right in the middle of the field as what we call a robber. And that was the adjustment they essentially made. They did some things off of that, but for the most part, that's what they did. Now, I got to tell you, it's not the first time that Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes has ever seen this. Um, I was kind of surprised that they didn't really have a good answer for it. But the second part of the equation here is Patrick Mahomes, who's obviously a great player and his three, his four years as a starter has shown that. Um, but he does often walk a fine line when it comes to movement between being uh, a little bit random and uh, you know moving unnecessarily. And I think he, the other part is when he's controlled and calculated, but there can be an undisciplined and random nature to his movement at times. And I think that happened in the second half as well. So
0: the, to to your point, are you saying that he leaves the pocket sometimes when he doesn't necessarily have to?
1: Well, and believe it or not, that actually happened on the touchdown. He threw to Kelsey in the first half, right? Um, he actually did not need to leave the pocket. They ran what we call a mesh concept. Uh, it's in everybody's playbook. And uh, Hill was wide open within the structure of the play. Only Patrick Mahomes can tell you why he didn't throw it to Hill. I can't. And then he ran around and he made a play. And so when that happens, people automatically assume, as you guys know, that he ran around because he had to. He didn't have to. Um, You know, earlier in the season, we had talked about this. There was Mm -hmm. a lot of unnecessary movement. So he kind of walks that fine line uh, between unnecessary, undisciplined, random movement, which he can still then make a great play. We know that. Uh, when he moves in much more of a controlled, calculated way, he's truly special. And in the second half, he kind of crossed the line a little bit. Right. So it seemed
0: like uh, that's kind of what we saw from Mahomes this year. Like when, when uh,
1: at times, at times for sure, yes.
0: Yeah, when he was struggling and they weren't winning and they weren't consistently moving the ball, you saw some maybe some of the unnecessary movement. And then when he dialed it back and took the underneath stuff and played within the framework of the offense, they they went on a, a tear.
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, look, the bottom line is, is we're in an NFL now where most people think that a quarterback has to have movement ability because defenses are so good. The athletes are so good on defense. Uh, The blitz schemes are really multiple and they use a lot of second and third level defenders, meaning linebackers and secondary players. And the biggest mismatch on the field is still the speed of the defense versus offensive linemen. So there's uh, there's a strong belief that you have to be able to move and and you know what that is a very valid statement but you don't want to move when you don't need to move because then you disrupt your own offense and you disrupt your own passing game and if you do that too often it causes a problem for your own offense
0: greg cosell with us at greg cosell on twitter must follow if you like football and of course, if you're listening to us, you like football. Uh, Greg, is I, I, know, I know there's no emotion. You watch the film, all of those things. But is there some sort of element of surprise within you that Cincinnati is where they are when you look back mid-season or before the season?
1: I mean, clearly, yes. You'd have to answer that yes. But then, as the season progresses and you see how teams play, rarely am I surprised. You know, maybe I've just been doing this too long, yeah. And I'm not, you know, really surprised by a whole lot. Um. So no, I mean, as the season progressed, and you know, look, it's very difficult. Their first playoff game was at home, and then they won two on the road. That's hard to do. Um, but no, they they've played well. Obviously, Burrow's a good quarterback. They've got really good skill players. Certainly, they have three really good wideouts. Mixon's a quality back. Um, you know, defensively would probably be more of the the surprise because you don't think. of of their defense as being the kind of defense that can, you know, really shut opponents down, but the defense has played pretty well in the playoffs. And, um, you know, so they're, they're here. I mean, yeah. So surprised. And I guess not, I don't know.
2: Coach, let me ask you this, um, about Cincinnati in particular. Yeah. The O line and, um, to single a guy out, Eli Apple. What what have you been – because if you follow them on – I know you probably don't, but I follow them on social media and a lot of fans do. And, boy, when I say they've been talking, Greg, whoo-wee. Yeah. Man, you would think I'm talking about all pro first team three years in a row. Like, like they're getting the job done, especially Eli Apple. What have you seen from his game on tape? <laughs>
1: Eli Apple's a fascinating player. He actually grew up about 10 minutes from where I'm sitting right now. He went to a a high school, you know, 10 minutes from where, from where I am. Um, He actually went to the same high school as Logan Ryan, believe it or not. They went to, they they went to Eastern high school in, uh, in um, New Jersey, Voorhees, New Jersey. So that's real close to where I'm sitting right now at NFL films. Mm. Um, So, you know, Eli Apple is a guy that was a first round pick based on the fact that he has A really good traits and skill set for the corner position he's long he's athletic he's never quite become that guy and coaches will tell you that for whatever reason they struggle to reach him i don't know eli apple so i can't tell you why that is but i know that's what coaches say they say i can't get this guy to play consistently snap after snap to what his traits are so he can be really good, but you know, he can also be very inconsistent. You know, the talking stuff, you know, that I don't even I don't even care about that stuff. But but you know, he's he's um you know, he can be really good. You know, he was a first round pick based on yeah. his traits and his skill set.
2: And that's why I was asking, like, does the production match
1: up with the way he's not talking? overall, no. Yeah, and that's okay. why he's with I guess his third right. team. Third team or fourth team? I know it's third yeah. for sure. Yep.
2: And that O line, what they like they known to give up sacks. There's a lot of be it's, it's a lot of disturbing things going around going around Joe Burrow when he's dropping back. But they seem to keep getting the win. So is it the elite QB play? Or is that elite? Or is it the O line finally well, coming into his own when they need to? What is it with, Yeah, with keep in
1: mind that, you know, against you guys, um, they haven't scored a ton of points. Right. Um their O line is, is without question a problem that that's mm-hmm. the case i mean even this past week look they were eight for 14 on third down and four of those eight conversions came when burrow scrambled right. because the O line did not hold up so the O line is a clear weakness and it's something we'll talk more about next week because they're right. playing A really good D-line and it is a concern it's one reason Ron they stay with the run so much because you just can't ask Burrow to drop back behind that O-line 45 times a game I mean look a lot of people during that Kansas City game were saying what are they running on first down for (laughs) well they were running on first down because they have to protect the O-line to some degree I mean Mixon had 21 carries 16 came on first down (sighs) Wow.
2: And see, you look at them on social media, and, they, and as soon as the game is over, man, what you going to say about the O-line now?
1: Oh, yeah. Y'all still bad. Y'all still bad. You <laughs> know, Ryan, you know, you played. You know, when <laughs> yeah. you win, you can kind of say whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> I true, mean. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Believe me, the coaches know the answer to
2: these questions, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: Let's go over to the NFC and and Matthew Stafford. uh, uh, I I love watching him play because you never know what you're going to get really um, on a couple of different levels, but um, he can hit all the throws, but then he'll make a decision and throw one up that should be intercepted. And you're like, where did that come from? But I guess you could say that about a lot of quarterbacks.
1: And you can. Um, Everything is magnified now because more and more people are watching these games. Right. Look, you know, during the regular season, I'm sure you guys are watching Tennessee. I don't know how much you actually sit and study other teams, but you could say that about a lot of quarterbacks, even great ones, you know, uh, Tom Brady makes bad throws too. Um, so, you know, Stafford, Stafford had a stretch where he threw a lot of interceptions. And I've always been a believer that you have to look at each inter- interception individually. Right. We talked about that throughout this year with Tannehill. You can't just look at a number on a page and say, Oh, that's too many. You have to understand the circumstance and each play as an individual play. Um, Stafford's an aggressive thrower. Um, he'll take his shots. And, you know, sometimes uh, you get a You get a bad throw and you get an interception. My guess is that most coaches, particularly offensive coaches, maybe defensive coaches see it differently. But most offensive coaches, when they have a talent like Stafford, um, feel that, hey, we don't want interceptions, but we're not going to stop you. If you think you have it, you turn it loose. Yeah. Because the last thing you want is quarterbacks like Stafford with a big arm, can make every throw, um, is a special throw or has been since high school, you don't want him feeling like he can't turn it loose. Do you find joy in watching
0: some people on tape? Like Debo Samuel, for example, mm-hmm. is a guy that I just love watching play football. But That's when a funny question for but, him. Right. But, like, <laughs> but seriously, like Greg is like analytical and all of those things. Yeah. But are there guys like a Debo Samuel where you're like, man, I really enjoy watching this guy's film? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, and and I find that's the case too when I start watching college players, which I've just started already, by the Ooh, way. I can't so, wait
2: till we
0: jump into those.
1: <laughs> so you know, yeah, I mean, there's some guys I end up watching more because I like watching them, and then it it's not the best use of my time because I need to get to other people. But yeah, there's always guys you like to watch more. There's offenses I like to watch more. There's offenses that are are tough to watch. You know, the Steelers were tough. The Steelers were a tough offense to watch for me this year. So, you know, there's certain teams that, yes, I enjoy, and there's others I don't as much, no question.
0: Were the Titans a tough believe offense? Believe it or not, or Brent, you,
1: you know, <laughs> believe it or not, Brent, I am like a human being. You know, I'm not just a, a <laughs> robot. I'm, I am a human. <laughs> uh, yeah. did, did you catch Don's question in there uh, about the Titans?
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you find um, joy
1: in watching the Titans? Were the oven?
0: Titans a tough offense to watch this year?
1: At times. Yeah. At times. Yeah. Great. But, you know, yeah. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. I think I'm probably done there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you about somebody else. You may like to watch this though. When watching the Rams, t- if you could um, – Take me through that last drive the the 49ers were about to try to have against the Rams. And before coming on the field, when the Rams were kicking the field goal, um, on the sideline, you saw Aaron Donald gathering this group up and saying, I, I can only imagine saying that, hey, man, whatever we got to do right here, they are not scoring. And, man, on on that drive, San Francisco, Jimmy G, man, he was under the rest. Was it? You're talking about the very last drive? <clears throat> the very last, last drive, that yeah, 10-10? when he threw the interception, yep. Yeah, Von on the, Miller yeah that, and 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 Von, Aaron Aaron donald. donald yeah, like oh. it was, and and Von Miller, man, is he, he he getting his legs back up on them, Greg?
1: Um, or no, well, yeah, I mean, look, they're they're <laughs> a really good D line. I mean, they've got what they have is they've got athleticism because you got Miller and Floyd who are very yeah. athletic players, you've got Donald who's everything, and then they've got two guys that no one talks about a lot, and Greg Gaines and Ashawn Robinson, who have played exceptionally well over the last month or so. You know, when Gaines came out of the University of Washington, his body type and and just the assumption was that, hey, this guy's a run defender. But he does not come off the field. Mm. Uh, you know, he's, he plays literally every snap, which means he's on the field when they're in their sub fronts, rushing the quarterback. So, you know, it, you could almost argue that Robinson and Gaines – I don't want to say they're the ones that make it go. That right. would be extreme. But they're really important players on their defense. And when it comes to the run game, which will be a factor in the Super Bowl, it's pretty remarkable what Eric Weddle has done, given that he came off the street having not yeah. played for years. And in the two games that he's played, um, has it been two? Well, anyway, in the last two games, he's played every snap but two.
0: Wow. Wow. And that, There back, was so. one play that you started talking about him, and, and I, the, uh, one particular play popped in my head where he exploded into the backfield and hit the oh. running back. Yeah.
1: He's, a great, he's a great add-in defender in the run game, which will be important in the Super Bowl. He has a great feel. You know, that eighth defender is, is usually not counted in the blocking scheme in the run game, and he has a great feel for where to add in and when to add in. Love it. At Greg Cosell,
0: executive producer and analyst for NFL matchup with Matt Bowen and Sal Powell. Catch that show on ESPN Properties. Also senior producer of NFL Films, among other things. We'll hit on the Super Bowl next week. Greg, okay, thank wait. you, man. Appreciate it. All right, guys, appreciate it. Thanks. Bye, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Is. Greg Cosell.
2: Well, next week. He is a human. He's not a robot. Greg, Greg is a that's a put that on the shirt. Greg is a human. <laughs>